All right, Remnant Warriors, welcome to this Friday 3-5-2021 edition of the Todd Coconado Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. So thankful that you are here. Hey, just a few announcements before we get started. So many people have been asking, when is this Zoom that you're going to do? I'm going to send out an Eventbrite link where anybody could join the Zoom call. We'll put the uh, information in the Eventbrite, the date, the time, and then hopefully as many of you as possible can join. We can have a great dialogue next week. I'm looking at, it looks like Thursday, the 11th of March for the Zoom meeting. So I know many of you have been reaching out, sending me your emails. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully uh, a lot of you will be able to join. We can have a great first Remnant Warrior Gideon 300 Zoom call and talk about uh, the 10-point strategy of effectively reaching our community and really restoring uh, what the Lord would have for our church body, uh, going back to the basics, uh, back to our first love, Jesus Christ, the full word of God, standing on the promise of God, preaching and teaching the full Bible, talking about the blood, the cross, believing that God is fully able to do miracles, signs, and wonders, so many different things that we will talk about on this call. So I'm excited about it. I just wanted to let you guys know it is in the works, and it will be next week. That was really what one of my meetings this morning, a very important meeting that I had, was with a um, an ex-government official, somebody that you would probably know, a household name. And uh, I asked this gentleman uh, different things that are on his heart that we could effectively do. And I've been asking leaders in the body of Christ and different people, uh, what are the biggest needs? How can we be most effective? What can we do in the community to help small businesses, to help uh, churches and people of faith in the remnant community, remnant churches? Uh, so anyway, I'm very excited about this, and I think it's going to be a good thing. So I'll send out the Eventbrite today. Uh, today's the 5th. You'll see it on my Facebook page. You'll see it on my Telegram, and uh, we'll put it out on a couple other social media sites as well. And uh, so that way you can sign up, and we're excited to have this time with you. Hopefully the time will work out. Listen, if it doesn't work out, if you're at work, or for whatever reason you can't make the Zoom, we will also put uh, a link somewhere so that you can go to the recording later and listen and uh, I got to make it kind of private because I don't want everybody hearing. Uh, I'll have to figure out how we can do this. Maybe you can send me your email and I'll send you the link and we'll do it as like an unlisted video. But I don't want just anybody to be able to hear our plans because I think we need to be careful. So anyway, just pray for wisdom and discernment as we do this. But I want to be a man of my word. And so if there's anything that I've promised that I have not done, I'm a very transparent and accountable man. Uh, please let me know. And I would love to get back to you on whatever it is. Uh, that I may have overlooked. Also, I just want you to know this because I think this is also important. One of the things that came up in uh, my meeting this morning, which I think is extremely important, I just want you to know this. I am accountable to other leaders in the body of Christ. Uh, I think accountability is extremely important. There are other people that I share things with, I'm accountable to. Uh, if I do anything that they feel uh, is out of line or not scriptural, they will speak to me about it. Uh, I give them that place in my life. And so I think that's extremely important as a pastor and a leader to be accountable, to have several people in your life that hold you uh, uh, to account. And that's something I always advise for any leader in the body of Christ. I think it gets dangerous when you have no accountability. I've seen that many, many times. So just want you to know, I know we're, de we're developing this relationship. I, I always say I want it to be a long-term relationship. And so I like to share these different things as I did with my church uh, of 17 years, we shared these types of things so that they knew where I was at. We're in a new season. God is going to be doing many different things. We're extremely busy. And so thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. I appreciate it. I want to get into a few questions from one of our listeners 
that I think is a dear person. He's asked me some things. And so uh, these are just some questions that he had. And I think, uh, you know, I like to address questions. When somebody writes me an email with a bunch of questions, I always like to answer the questions because I think not only is it good content, but it answers probably a lot of your questions that maybe I have not been able to answer. So his first question, he said, are you still praying in faith that Trump will be president again soon before 2024? So here's where I'm at. As I said yesterday, and I will say it again, I am believing, I truly believe with all my heart that something very nefarious has happened in the 2020 elections. I don't believe they were um, without corruption. I believe they were very corrupt. I believe there was cheating on many levels, uh, from ballot harvesting, from uh, mail-in ballots to machines with algorithms, uh, to dead people voting, to people out of state voting. Uh, there was many, many different things that kind of all worked together. There was people that were adjudicating uh, that shouldn't have been. Uh, there's just all different types of things. And, and we've brought forth a lot of that evidence. But if you, if you talk about it, you'll get taken down. So I can't get too deep into it. In fact, I've probably gone too far already. But the thing is, we have to continue to pray that what has been done in darkness will be brought to the light. What has been done in darkness will be brought to the light. So I'm believing, as the scripture says, I'm standing on that scripture actually, and that scripture um, can be found in the gospel of Luke. I'm going to read it from the NIV, Luke 8, 17. It says, for there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Let me read the King James on that too. It says, for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. So what we're believing, we're standing on this scripture and we're saying not just later at judgment, because I know everybody will have to stand before the throne and answer to what they've done. But I'm also believing that here on earth, as the Bible says, what's bound on earth will be bound in heaven. What's loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. We are interceding as the remnant warriors and the remnant, the remnant body of Christ that we're believing. When I say Gideon's 300, we've gone over what Gideon's 300 people are, but we're just people that are, that are the last people standing. We're still standing. We're still believing. We know that it's not out of the reach of God. It's not out of, you know, God's power is all encompassing. He is fully able and willing to bring justice. And I believe that when there is a remnant, righteous remnant here in the United States praying that exactly what Luke 8, 17 says, what has been done in darkness will be brought to light, that I believe that he hears the prayers of the righteous. So we don't know how he's going to do it. We don't know when he's going to do it. I, I don't need to listen to some guy on YouTube or uh, some person that's promising a bunch of things. All I need to do is go to the scripture and ask of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, there's a righteous remnant in the United States of America. We're praying for revival and we're praying for a great awakening. We're praying that, the, that America would be a Nineveh and not a Sodom and Gomorrah. What does that mean? That means we'll return to our first love, Jesus Christ. We'll repent of our sin and unrighteousness, that the body of Christ will be the church without spot nor wrinkle. Now, does that mean we're sinless? No, but it means that we are not allowing leaven into our doctrine. We're not allowed, the Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. We're not allowing leaven, compromise. We are believing for a church that's willing to stand for the full gospel. That's who the remnant warriors are, the full Bible. And we are believing that what has been done in darkness will be revealed. I don't see anything doctrinally wrong with that. In fact, I think it's what we should be doing. I, I, I think that's what Jesus would want of us, is to believe that God can uh, disclose what has been done in darkness. Because many, many evil things, there's a cascading effect of what has happened here. There's been fakery 
and, and all types of, of nefarious things that have taken place in the 2020 elections. And as a result, there's a lot of evil things coming out of that. As the, it looks like the demons think they won, right? And that's what happened as Jesus had uh, been killed on the cross and there was a, a three-day period and the demons and the darkness and everything in the world thought that they won too, right? And then what happened? He rose. He rose on the third day. And what did he do? He brought together a sinful man that was willing to repent, Christians, and he died as, as an eternal sacrifice. So we could not really connect back with God because of our sin. But because of Jesus Christ, he took the bond of sin and death and he, he healed us really on the cross and did the ultimate sacrifice as the sacrificial lamb of God. Does that make sense? John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. That's what he did. Uh, but, but I think that we have to hold the line, stand firm, and believe that God is moving on our behalf. Now, that does not mean it's going to look like what we want it to look like. So the question about Donald Trump being back in, I don't know. Uh, it just depends on what happens. There, there's all different types of things that I could go you know, down a rabbit hole and say, well, this might happen or this might happen or the military might be in control or the military might take over. But that's what a lot of people are saying. That's hearsay. I don't have any hard evidence on that. The only hard evidence I can really stand by is what the word of God says and the law of the Lord and what, what God is, says he's willing to do as we pray. He's willing to move them out on our, our behalf. We are clearly in a wicked time period. And again, I hope I don't sound angry right now because I'm just passionate. I'm not angry at all. <laughs> but, um, but, but the thing is, is that uh, sometimes when you can't see somebody's expression or face, they may look angry. And I'm very passionate, I will admit, but I just, I want you guys all to know I'm not angry at all. But I think it's important. I am passionate about this because I think we need to hold the line is what I'm saying. And I don't, I don't know if Donald Trump will ever be president again. I do believe that the prophets, many of who I, whom I know and trust, these are not just fly-by-night prophets. These are people that have a, a, a long-standing ministry that there's reputable, uh, you know, account of their prophecies before. And I do believe they hold the office of the prophet. And they feel that the Lord said that Donald Trump will have a second term. So there is that factor. And I also believe that God has told me to continue to pray. So I don't know how it's going to work out, guys. And this is probably one of the, in all the years of ministry, this is probably one of the most strange times for me. Because I, all I can do is lean on the scripture, what I feel the Holy Spirit is saying. I don't know how God is going to respond. I don't know what he's going to do. But I do feel like he's going to do something. It's going to be powerful. It's going to lead, I feel like, at least as a segue to revival, a powerful revival in our nation. And I believe that people will, in fact, dance in the streets. I know I say that a lot. But I believe it because I believe it's going to be so amazing what God does that people will really only be able to attribute it to the Lord, if that makes sense. So I hope I'm being clear again in, in what I feel here. I do believe God is going to move. Yes. Let me just say personally, this has been very hard. It's been a difficult season. Uh, as, as much as I spend time with the Lord and I get filled and my wife and, and I have agreement and we, we stand on the promise of the Lord in our life and our calling, our ministry, it's really his ministry. I always say that. Not our ministry, not my name, his name. I want to lift up the name of Jesus. That is the most important thing in my life. I, I have a healthy fear of the Lord, but I, I love the Lord so much. And so this is hard for me because I love you, the people of God, so much. And I would never, ever in my heart want to mislead you or give you information that's incorrect or anything that could harm your walk with Jesus. I know so many people have let down the saints of God over the years that have been in ministry positions, that have been leaders in the body of Christ. I, I can't tell you how often I pray about that, and it is such a humbling thing that God would trust me with a ministry, would trust me to speak to you, 
And so I just want you to know my commitment is it's, it's such a big deal. I almost died, friends, and I, I don't share my testimony often, but I almost died of nine stab wounds in Los Angeles, California at the age of 23. The Lord restored my life. He, he sustained my life. And I went into the presence of God where I almost died. I almost left the earth, literally. My spirit literally almost left. But God sustained me for a purpose. And, and, and he told me that I have to either be on fire for him and, and, and have a ministry and be speaking about his word to the people of, of God and the people of this earth, or he was going to take me home at that moment. And I chose to stay. And he said, well, if you stay, you got to be on fire for me. And I said, yes, Lord, I will. And I have kept my side of the bargain and he's kept his. I've stayed on fire for him many, many years now, 20 plus years, and been in the ministry, went to Bible school, did all the things that I felt the Lord was calling me to do, started a church, started a ministry, all by his power. And so I don't, I have a lot invested in this too, and it's it's spiritual investment, it's credibility investment, it's my walk with Jesus and, and my relationship with him investment. So when I say what I say, it's not just something to say. It's not here to get followers. It's not here to build a ministry. I know I say that often, but I just want you to know the sincerity in it. This is very difficult for me to, to take this position. Many people have attacked me for taking this position, but I do believe God is going to move in America. A lot of people are out there saying America's done. A lot of people are saying we need to prepare for the end times. That's it. We're, it's over. I don't feel that. I don't feel that it's over. One of the things that I, I realize is that the United States is meant to, to stand with Israel. That was uh, one of the things that the founders and, and that we are meant to do. It was, it was something, now I'm not saying that the founders had that in, uh, you know, they didn't have that in their, in their thought process probably at that time. But what I'm saying is, is that's why God has allowed this nation to be formed, to be strong, to be prosperous, to have a powerful military. I believe it's, it's something that the scripture actually ordained. Is, is to have America here to stand with Israel in the end times when the battle of Armageddon takes place and all that. So I don't think that America is just going to go away. And I don't think that we're meant to just diminish into one of many. I think America is meant to be strong. It's meant to be a spiritual leader. It's meant to be a beacon of hope. It's meant to stand for freedom. And it's meant to send, send out the gospel to the whole world. I've done a lot of studying of our history. I've done a lot of studying of the founders and what their intentions were. The Declaration of Independence um, you know, the black robe regimen, pastors, um, the constitution, the Aiken Bible. I've really spent, you know, a good amount of time vested, you know, the Bible says, study yourself to be approved before man, not just the scripture, but I've studied about our country and our history. And I believe this nation was founded on the principle to stand with not only Israel in the end times, but to be a beacon of light of hope and to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. So I think that we need to embrace what our destiny is and our calling as a country and return. God has given us a season here to be a Nineveh. And that's why I'm talking about it. We need to repent. We've, we've done a bunch of things that are horrible, not just in, as a nation, but as a body of Christ. And we've been talking about that a little bit in the last couple of days is we've, we've, we've gotten off track. We've gotten apathetic. We've gotten lethargic. We've stopped preaching the full Bible. We've stopped allowing uh, Acts chapter two anointing. In the churches where people are getting to see miracle signs and wonders and a powerful move of God, we've quenched the spirit and, and people, remnant people like yourselves, you get it and you, you share the frustration with me. So what do we do? We have to turn back. This is going to be part of the plan of the remnant warriors. What we need to do is we've got to restore what the word of God intended for the church here in America. That means without compromise. That means we got to get away from the celebrity culture. We got to get away from all the things that have invaded the church that are not meant to be. It's, it's the leaven and it's, it's impeded our ability to do our job as the body of Christ, to be the head, not the tail, not the tail, to be empowered, 
to be taking territory for the kingdom, to be getting people saved, ultimately delivered and healed. And, and it's only by the blood. No one even talks about the blood of, of Christ. Why are, why are people not talking about the blood? Why aren't people speaking in other tongues? Why aren't people, you know, I'm not talking about charismatic uh, nonsense. I'm talking about what the Bible says, Acts chapter 2 stuff. We can, we can return back to what the Bible says and what was intended for us as a body of Christ. It's going to take us maybe really humbling ourselves. And that's why in 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says, if my people are called by my name, okay, what does it say after that? It says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their, heal their land. It's very simple. We, we need our land to be healed. We need a restoration. We need repentance has to take place. And it's real repentance. It's true repentance that has to take place. But God gives us uh, the recipe for revival right there in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people call by my name, okay, that's us, humble ourselves, humble ourselves. And what is the next thing he says? And pray. Why am I always saying we need to pray? We need to keep praying, interceding, fasting. Seek my face. Lord, what do you have for us? Turn from our wicked ways. Turn from the muck and the mire and the leaven and all the garbage that we've allowed to invade the body of Christ. Turn, turn. But then God gives us a promise. He says, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. That's our sin. He will forgive it and he will heal our nation. He will heal our nation. It's not a political answer. Donald Trump is a great guy. I've, I've actually been in the room with him. He's an amazing person. I feel like he's anointed with the Davidic anointing. I feel God has raised him up for a time as this. I don't feel like he's done. I feel like God still has plans for him. But ultimately, it's not up to Donald Trump. We can't look to Donald Trump. We have to look back to the scripture. And the scripture is clear. It says, if my people, it doesn't say if Donald Trump. It says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Heal their land. I don't know why I keep saying here. Heal their land. Heal their land. So it's very clear. This is the recipe for revival. Oh, let's go to the second question here. The second question is, if the military is corrupt also, then in the natural realm, our country is already lost because everything the Constitution established for checks and balances is gone. Would you agree? Yes. I mean, I think that we have seen our institutions systematically fail us one by one. Uh, now, the uh, theory here is, is that the president, Donald Trump being the president, I mean, knew that this was going to happen and uh, might have prepared some things that we don't know about. Now, I don't know if this is true. I've heard this theory. It's out there. People say maybe that's why he created the Space Force so that there could be some uh, oversight as to the elections. I mean, he knew the elections were going to be corrupt because if we go back for several months, even over a year, he was saying that and warning us of the exact things that happened. So you would think that somebody with all that time, right, all that time to, to prepare and, and be ready for what he knew was coming, you would think he would have some type of plan. He's a master strategist. He's a 40 chess player. So I believe that there probably is more to this story that we don't know. But because I don't have evidence of that to present to you, I can only believe that in faith. Uh, but I, I do know that there are elements of the military that are, in fact, corrupt. Many of these are the generals that Obama put in. They're holdovers from the Obama administration. We also know in the letter agencies, the same thing, the spy agencies. There's Obama holdovers and people that were thwarting President Trump's efforts. Now, if you speak to some of these people in the think tanks and people that work with the military industrial complex and whatnot, they'll tell you, yeah, President Trump was outmaneuvered. 
and that the swamp was bigger than he thought. And that is the narrative around D.C. right now. But again, we don't know if there's some other things that maybe we don't understand that's above our pay grade in the natural. Maybe some things that are still going on. Maybe there's people that are monitoring. Maybe it's a setup. Maybe it's a big sting operation. I don't know. But there is that possibility. And so what, again, I'm going to go back to number one is, is that I'm praying for an expose and I'm praying that what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I believe that we've seen this many times before. Look at Cuomo. It's just coming out now a year later, some of the things he did with the nursing homes and, and also some sexual abuse charges. How many times have we seen this where years later, sometimes things come out and then all of a sudden there's a shift that happens out of nowhere. So that's what I'm believing. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I have to believe that we still pray that our nation is not lost, that there are people within the military. Uh, Lynn Wood says, trust the military. I don't know what he knows. Maybe he knows more than me. Maybe he doesn't. He says, trust Trump, trust God, trust the military. I mean, I'm going to probably say that sounds like a pretty good strategy, but we don't know what Donald Trump's doing. Now, we'll say, look at the people in D.C. They're, they're literally caged in. They're so terrified. And they're pretending like they're not, but they're so terrified. They're continually putting out stories like people are going to attack the Capitol or something's going to happen and they live in fear. Why are they in fear? Because they know that they were accomplices to a great nefarious action that has just taken place. And they are living with that in their conscience. And so even though in the natural, it looks like they've won and everybody's like, well, yeah, they're making bills. They're, they're occupying the White House. You know, it seems like they've won. But look at the torment that they're living in. Think about that. They're living in utter torment. Why? Because they know they've done something, just like any time that we sin and we live in torment over it. Because sin creates torment, because the enemy uh, is always out to destroy everybody, including those that are in sin. He doesn't have a special deal with people in sin where he leaves them alone. It's just a different way that he attacks them, that people may not look at it and see what they're, what they're doing to their lives by allowing large areas of sin in their life. So these people are corrupt. They've allowed corruption and sin and darkness to literally utterly consume their lifestyle and their life, and they're living in absolute torment over it. So I think that we are praying and something is actually happening. And as people say, pray until something happens. That's what I would say. My advice there would be. Uh, question number three, if everything is gone, then when do we, uh, what do we do with the Declaration of Independence states and put up new guards? If everything is gone, then when, when do we do what the Declaration of Independence states and put up new guards? Well, I think that this is part of, see, we're, we're nonviolent people, so I'm not advocating for us to do anything violent. That's not going to win, just like Martin Luther King Jr. He had a very good strategy that ended up winning, but we can peacefully protest. We can also, very, very important, because if you look at Second Chronicles 7.14, what does it say? One of the key factors is prayer. So prayer is a powerful weapon. The enemy doesn't want us doing it, but we have to pray that there is a breakthrough here, and I, I don't believe that the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution is completely gone yet. I think we're in a battle for the very heart of this nation, for the very future of this nation. We could lose it, but this is the time that God has given for the church to step up and do our part and be the head, not the tail, and start to teach our children, start to speak the full gospel. Imagine if every pastor just all of a sudden decided to preach the full Bible. Imagine the outpouring in our nation. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not. But I do believe there's a righteous remnant that's rising up. More and more pastors are being awakened. The Spirit is speaking to the remnant church. People are starting Bible studies in their home. They're starting Bible studies in their businesses. I get letters every day. People are saying, hey, I just started a Bible study in my church. Or, I mean, in my coffee shop or my business and my church. I mean, people are starting Bible studies all the time. There's a righteous remnant rising up that's willing to stand 
And this is what the enemy knows is the most powerful weapon against the attack, the demonic attack and assault on our nation, because this is a spiritual battle between light versus darkness. We all know it, and it's playing out before our eyes, and we're seeing it in the natural, and we're thinking, okay, the answer may be Donald Trump, or the answer may be something political. And yes, those are all factors, and they're very powerful. But the truth is, is the spiritual battle requires the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but are mighty in the spirit of the Lord, which is taking down of strongholds. How can we do that? Through prayer, through intercession, through fasting. And that's why we're remnant warriors that God has raised up. That's why we've got this call. It's a very, it's a clarion call. It's an important call. It's a timely call. It's, it's why we're feeling this urgency in our heart because God has birthed it there. He's put it there. Uh, number four, uh, what does that do to the two presidents prophecy by Clem, Kim Clement? Well, Again, I mean, I, I can't say that everything that Kim Clement says is going to come to pass. I don't know. Uh, a lot of his prophecies have been very accurate. He seems to be a credible prophet. But we don't know that everything is going to happen as he said it will. But one of the prophecies that he mentioned was that there will be two presidents. Well, it seems like right now it's a weird time. Like I said, it's such a bizarre time. It's, none of us have ever been a, like in, in the time period like this before. It's so bizarre that we're, we're seeking answers and we want to know who we can trust because everything seems, you know, there's the fake news that are giving a false story. There's people in the body of Christ that unfortunately don't get it. They're not remnant people and they're just totally in the mainstream, believing the mainstream narrative. They have no idea what's going on from a supernatural standpoint and they've lost faith and they've lost hope and they're discouraged and they're depressed. And then there's the righteous remnant that are hearing from the Lord. Keep praying, keep standing, keep pushing ahead. But we see nothing in the natural other than faith. And, and so God is really testing us in this time. The teacher is always most quiet during the test. He wants to see who's willing to stand. He's separating the wheat from the chaff. We don't know how he's going to do it. We don't know when he's going to do it, but we're believing he's going to move. And so I believe that that prophecy from Kim Clement could be very true because yes, it seems like there's two presidents. We just saw President Trump give a almost what appeared to be a state of the union from CPAC. And many people are saying, yeah, he's still my president. That's the president. Many people are saying he has the anointing. You know, there was a time when Saul was 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 opposing David. Do you remember that? And, and David had the anointing. And there was this wrestle between the Saul kingdom and the David kingdom. And, and David was the one that had the anointing to lead. President Trump has that anointing. He has the, the anointing, the mantle of president. That's why remnant warriors are confused because President Trump still has the mantle. And we're trying to understand why in the natural it doesn't make any sense because everybody's saying Joe Biden is president. He apparently is occupying the Oval Office, at least to the best of our knowledge. He seems to be in control of the nation. He seems to be commander in chief. But in the supernatural, we're discerning that he does not have the mantle of the leadership of the president of the United States. So we can't figure that out. Why does he not have the mantle? The mantle is on Donald Trump. Well, it appears that Donald Trump is still has the mantle. He's the David. So why is it that he's not officially the president? So it's not being recognized by man, but yet by intercessors and prayer warriors and people of God, we're looking, we're saying something's not right here. There are two presidents, one that has the mantle and one that is in fakery fraud, and it doesn't make sense. So that's why I say hold the line, and we're going to see what God is going to do here. Number five, why is President Trump so positive about our future and overhaul so positive if we are headed quickly for communism? Uh, is he speaking spiritually and that we will win in Jesus? I believe the president knows more of the story. Again, I think there's more to this story that we may not understand. We may not know how it's going to play out. Maybe there's going to be a massive expose. Imagine what happened with WikiLeaks. All that information just got dumped out. And it was it was 
overwhelming all the information that we found it was like a massive data dump and all of a sudden people knew all this personal information from emails no one ever denied that the wikileaks information was true no one ever said it's not true it was true right it's very true but yet for some reason uh not much happened because the mainstream media is the propaganda mouthpiece for the deep state so they didn't they didn't continue to investigate they didn't do their job only citizen journalists only the alternative media people like myself went in and d dug in deeper and we know that people are on Epstein Island. We know all these corrupt things and these satanic rituals and things like that took place. And the devil's trying to say that's a lie. It's not true. But no one's ever denied that the WikiLeaks emails were true. So look at all that information that was done in darkness that was brought to light many years later, some of that stuff. Well, that's what I believe could be happening is, is that maybe President Trump knows that some things are about to happen. It might not be this month. It might not be this year. But maybe there's an ultimate plan. And maybe he has a little more insight and understanding as to how it's going to play out. But ultimately, guess who does have understanding? God. And that's who responds to the prayers of the righteous. Amen. Why is Trump acting, number six, victorious, and the Democrats are acting like they're running scared? Well, that's because it goes back to the mantle. It goes back to the mantle. The mantle uh, is on Donald Trump. The mantle of leadership is on Donald Trump. It's not on Joe Biden. This is a powerful word. This is very, very powerful. I feel like this is from the Lord. I will say, thus saith the Lord, the mantle is on Donald Trump, not Biden. The mantle of king, kingship over the United States. Is he a king? No, but he has a king's anointing. He walks in it like a King David anointing. And, and he is meant to stand with Israel. And America is meant to stand with Israel. And we're meant to be a nation uh, that prospers and then a nation that serves the Lord and fear, fears the Lord. And we're going to return back to our roots because we want to be a Nineveh and repent instead of being a Sodom and Gomorrah that is destroyed. So these are all extremely good questions. Thank you, David, for asking these. I think it was great content for the show today. I think that we've been able to really address some of these things. Hopefully, I made sense. And I hope that you leave here encouraged today on this Friday as we're getting ready to spend time with our families and worship over the weekend and uh, just enjoy the presence of the Lord. And, you know, you say, well, Pastor Todd, I'm, I don't have a family. That's okay. You have friends. You have people that love you. And most of all, God loves you. So just go out there and be the best version of you and praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God, you're moving on our behalf. We may not see everything that you're doing, but we trust you. And we know that you have a plan. It's a perfect plan. And you're moving in our life. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconado podcast known as The Remnant. You can find more of our work at toddcoconado.com. It's T O D D. C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, -O -O, like coconado.com. If you want to help us in the ministry, we certainly need your help. We have many, many things we're doing. I appreciate those that are able to give and tithe. It means a lot. We, we are uh, able to be uh, written off as a tax donation. You can uh, write to Todd Coconado Ministries, and uh, you can go to www.toddcoconado.com slash give and help us in the work that we're doing. I appreciate you. I bless you. I love you guys. You are an awesome group of people. I, I just so enjoy the emails and letters and things that you guys send. My wife and I are so thankful for you. We will continue to stand. You have our commitment. We are accountable. We are standing for the righteous remnant here in America, uh, standing on the promise of God. We will not back down. We will not relent. We will keep fighting no matter how the, the enemy tries to attack us financially, tries to attack us with lawsuits and different things. I don't talk about them very often, but just crazy stuff that comes our way. But we know that we're victorious in Christ and we are overcomers. Hallelujah. Overcomers. Thank you, Jesus. Are you going to stay on fire for the Lord? I'm on fire for the Lord. 
I know he's moving. He's moving so powerfully. Thank you, Lord. You are holy. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy of honor. You're worthy of glory. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful evening, and I'll talk to you next week.